0: It's
1: and a touchdown.
0: Fell into the middle of that line, and it's a touchdown. Big return for Crowder, 85 yards. Darnold escapes, trying to buy himself some time. Fires end zone, it's caught. Incredible play by Darnold. He'll hit immediately he immediately got the handoff. You know and that's
1: <laughs> the q Oh my gosh. Listen, thank you.
0: From the
2: TOJ Digital Studio, this is Play Like a Jet, my name is Scott Mason, you can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1 And no practice today at Florin Park, so Manish Mehta, covering the Jets for the Daily News, joins us instead Manish, some interesting news to start the show today The Jets trade for a running back, Kalen Balaj, who is going into his third year as a running back in the NFL Showed some promise in college, fourth round pick by the Dolphins when Adam Gase was there in his final year in Miami Average 5.3 yards per carry. I know that a lot of it was on one long touchdown run, but still flashed a little bit. So there's history there, and you can understand it because they didn't really give up much. But it is strange that they would acquire a running back. So I want to go to you first to talk about the details of this, but then I have some thoughts because it seems like a weird move, even if on some level I do understand it.
3: Well, look, obviously Adam Gase is familiar with Belage because he was a fourth-round pick when... Gase was the head coach in 2018. Uh, you know, big kid, 6'2", 231 uh, on paper. It looks like he's got potential. Uh, what's interesting is that you know people will point to the 1.8 yards a carry that he had last year. He only had 100. I'm sorry, he only had uh, 74 carries. Uh, and then, at least on paper, it looks like he was much better with Gase, 5.3 yards a carry in 2018 as a rookie. Uh, however, uh, you know, as you t- just touched on, he had a 75-yard touchdown run, or 75-yard run, I should say, uh, in one of his 36 carries. So if you take out that 75-yard run, and I hate when people say that, but because it's such a small sample size, I think it's fair in this case. If you take out that 75-yard touchdown run, that 5.3 yards per carry drops all the way down to 3.3 yards per carry. So, uh, look, he's an unproven player at this level. Uh, I think he showed some promise in college. We'll see uh, if that manifests itself with the Jets. But, uh, you know, as you said, the compensation wasn't particularly high. It was a conditional seventh-round pick. Uh, I would assume that part of that condition is that he actually has to make the the Week 1 roster. So uh, if he doesn't make the team and he is let go in the next week or so, uh, perhaps there's no compensation. It it reminds me of a few years back when the Jets traded – Christian Hackenberg to the Raiders if you remember in the offseason for a conditional seventh round pick he ultimately was cut a week or so later and the Jets got that pick back so uh, perhaps that happens if Belage doesn't make the team I don't think the Jets made the trade thinking that Belage would not make the team I think they made the trade thinking that this could be a, you know, a quick tryout if you will a quick evaluation and if he sticks you know they're willing to give up that uh, day three pick uh, but if he does stick it raises another question. It's a question that I'm sure you have an opinion on, Scott. Where does he actually fit in? Because mm-hmm. you've got Le'Veon Bell. You've got Frank Gore. You have LaMichael Piron who you drafted this year. And so does that make Balaj the, the, the four-string running back who's going to be playing on special teams? I don't know where he actually fits into the puzzle if he makes the
0: team.
2: That's the thing that puzzles me, Manish, honestly, is that I'm not entirely sure where he fits in. Like I said before, if Gay sees promise in him, and he did have moments his rookie year, and he obviously was fairly impressive in college to the point where he was a fourth round pick out of Arizona State, I'm fine with it because he's cheap and he's young and there's upside there. But at the same time, when you already have P. Ryan, who you just drafted, and you have Gore, who I suppose you're giving carries to, and you have Le'Veon Bell, what do you do with all of these carries if Belage is on the team? It doesn't seem like there's much there for him. So what is the point of bringing him in? Again, the compensation doesn't bother me at all. And I'm not upset about the move. I just don't particularly understand it. Although one thing that somebody had brought up is that in the past, Balage had done kickoff returns. Maybe that's something that Adam Gase is thinking about with Vincent Smith being out. That's something that crossed my mind as well.
3: Perhaps. Uh, you could also use Ashton Davis in that role uh, if you wanted to do that. I just think perhaps it's a you know, potential stash move where, mm-hmm. look, uh, Le'Veon Bell's not going to be around uh, by the uh, off season. He might not even be around after the trade deadline. Obviously, Frank is going to be a one-and-done situation. So maybe you're looking at 2021 uh, at your backfield and thinking, well, we've got L- P. Pirine under contract. Uh, this is only Kalen Balaj's third year of his four-year rookie contract. So perhaps he's a guy that you can... Uh, use in 2021, along with P. Ryan, Uh That's a potential uh, option, uh, if you will. Uh, it's a player that Case is familiar with. Uh, again, I, I would not give up draft capital, even if it's day three, uh, for a player at this position, given that the Jets are likely not going to be serious contenders. But uh, if it's a conditional situation where you do get, a, you know, a week or so, 10 days to evaluate him before the season starts, and if it doesn't look like it's working out, you just cut him and get the pick back, uh, you know, there's no harm in that as well. But, uh, you know, I, I think this all comes back to running back by committee. That's, it's what Adam Gates has wanted, whether Bellage is a part of that or not. Running back by committee is what Adam Gates wants to do. That's what he's always done. That's been his track record. That I don't believe that's going to change and uh, if you can bring in a running back, a young running back that you're familiar with and thinks you know think has some kind of promise, you know why not take a shot? Uh, you know I think that's what the Jets' mentality was when they made this deal.
2: The stash aspect actually does make a little bit of sense, just because. He doesn't make much money at all And as you said you have to assume Le'Veon Bell will be gone at the end of the season And Frank Gore certainly will be So all you'll have is Pirine So this way you could potentially go into 2021 With Balazs and Pirine Two guys who at this moment Are unproven but do have Upside so from that angle It's not terrible either Like I said for this year it seems a little bit strange But again they didn't give up anything He doesn't make any money he's young So it's fine just a little bit confusing one move that i definitely think needs to be made though manish is a move for a kicker and i've talked about this with chris nimbley as training camp has unfolded this kicker battle is like watching the two worst kickers in the league battle to be the worst kicker on the jets and be 32nd in the league and kicking that's what it feels like we're witnessing here because mar and ficken are absolutely horrendous In fact, I believe Mar was the worst kicker in the league last year And Ficken was third worst or something like that These are numbers that Michael Nania has up at JetsXFactor.com Steven Hauschka just got released by the Buffalo Bills Now granted, he is 35, he's not what he used to be And he has trouble kicking beyond 50 yards But his accuracy below 50 yards is still pretty good He had a pretty decent year From that range last year with the Bills Not saying that he's great But as a stopgap option You have to figure he's better than the two guys They have, right?
3: Yeah, look, he Wasn't horrible last season in Buffalo Uh, And when you look at that Important uh, 40-49 to yard range He's 16 of 20 over the last two seasons Last year he was actually 9 of 10 Uh, And you'll take that Uh, Overall, uh, same percentage Each of the last two years about seventy-nine percent, which is better than both Sam Ficken and Mar. Uh, Ficken last year, a little dicey. Fifty you percent know, from fifty beyond, three for six, seven of eleven in that in, in the forties. Overall, seventy percent, not really, not really what you're looking for in a kicker. He also missed three extra points, and then Mar, you know, was just a nightmare season for him last year. Uh, I, I, you know, I haven't analyzed all of the the kickers like Michael Nania has, but. You know, it's not good uh, if you're one for five from 40 to 49, and that's what Marr was last year in Dallas, and uh, he was four for eight from 50 beyond. Uh, I don't think it hurts bringing in Houshka. You can, you know, move on from from Marr or Ficken right away, and then you've got about two weeks to to see what he's got in camp before week one against the Bills. Uh, I I, I think if you're the Jets, you really have to be – exhaustive in your kicking search given everything that happened last off season from uh, from Vedvik to uh, the catman Canton Zara who <laughs> retired you know to Taylor Bertolette. It, it was an absolute nightmare summer uh, and early part of the fall for the Jets at the kicking position. So uh, I would, you know, turn over every rock and Haushka is a guy who has a you know accomplished resume and uh, as you said, maybe not what he once was, and the numbers will clearly back that up, but probably better than what you have right now.
2: And that's really all that matters at the moment. you got to go and get the best guy you can get because it's not like – At the kicker position, you're going out and making some sort of major investment the way that you would go get a young quarterback or a young pass rusher. For now, you just get the best guy that you possibly can for the season and get by, and then you figure out what you're going to do after that. And so, Hauschka seems to make sense on paper. Curious to see if the Jets try and bring him in. Manish, a lot of injuries. We know about that. What are the updates? Do we know anything new about the guys that are hurt? There's a whole bunch of them, unfortunately, and we're not that far away from the season, so people are starting to get nervous.
3: Yeah, obviously, the headliner is Denzel Mims, who hasn't practiced now for a while. And every indication I've gotten throughout this entire time is that the Jets are being cautious with him because they don't want what they believe a mild hamstring issue uh, to be to blow up to something. Uh, much worse, that could keep him out for several weeks during the regular season. It's unfortunate because if he were a veteran, it's not really uh, that alarming because you know he, he has played in NFL games. You would presume that he would have played with Sam Darnold before, but because he's a rookie and it's his first foray at this level, he needs this time to to develop a rapport and develop a little chemistry with Sam Darnold to get a better sense and better understanding of Adam Gase's offense. There's only so much, frankly, that you can do uh, in virtual meetings. You, know, you need to get out in the field. There's trial and error there, understanding the quarterback, uh, getting a feel for NFL defensive backs. And, and that's all time that Denzel Mims has not had uh, over this past couple weeks because the Jets are being cautious. Uh, it, it's an, it's a dicey situation because I do understand what the Jets are trying to do. Uh, I also understand the likely frustration on Denzel Mims's part. Uh, you know, he ha- he hasn't spoken, but uh, you know, logic would dictate that a guy like him would want to get out there uh, because it, it isn't an overly serious injury, but it is a delicate injury and soft tissue. You know, areas are you know unpredictable and they can kind of mushroom out of control if you're not careful. So it's unfortunate. Uh, I I don't know what is realistic from Denzel Mims now out of the shoot? Uh, you know, he is going to practice at some point before the season starts. I just don't know uh, if it's going to be nearly enough time because, remember, you've only got one more week of practice left uh, or training camp practice, if you will, and then you start going into game-planning mode. The following week is your game-planning for Buffalo, and so the last real opportunity to get a lot of reps if you're Denzel Mims is this week, uh, this upcoming week, I should say. And even, even if he got a lot of reps, it's only one week. So I don't know what a realistic expectation would be from him early in the season. And again, it's unfortunate because I know the Jets had a lot of high hopes that he could contribute right away. And uh, he's an extremely skilled position, a skilled player. And I, and I still believe he's going to be an important part to, to their puzzle moving forward. I just don't know how long it's going to take for him to kind of get into the groove and be contributing consistently. So he's the headliner uh, at the same position. Lawrence Cager, the undrafted kid uh, who played most of his career in Miami, then his final season when he transferred to Georgia, he had been making plays and impressed uh, Gase. Uh, you know, Gase had come out publicly and talked about how uh, he was impressed by what Cager had, had done. Uh, his knee swelled up a few days ago. Uh, they initially did not think it was a big deal, but because it's it swelled up, uh, you know, it be- it became a big deal. So I think that. You know, anytime your knee swells up, it's it's not something that's, that should be taken lightly. Uh, I, I don't know what the future holds for him. Uh, and, uh, you know, I guess I probably should have uh, started off before Mims and Cage are talking about Rashard Perryman, who also has a knee issue. Uh, he's expected back to practice on Saturday. But again, he also had some swelling, and that's not something that you should take lightly. You know, you know he's a guy who needs to have. A career season for this offense to be uh, markedly better than it was last year, and this passing game to be markedly better than it was last year. So, uh, you know, he had developed a good chemistry early on with Darnold, and then, you know, there's there's a pause button here. Hopefully, for the Jets' sake and for Perryman's sake, he can kind of pick up where he left off because uh, if he is not right, this wide receiving core without Perryman and Mims. Uh, it, it looks shaky, to say the least, and I don't know how the Jets would be able to generate any kind of real offense uh, you know, through simply uh, Chris Herndon and, and who knows how healthy Ryan Griffin is and the running backs. You, know, you need weapons on the outside. You need them to be right. You need them to be healthy. And unfortunately for the Jets right now, uh, the two guys who are expected to be their starters on the outside are not right.
1: Play like a jet.
0: Play like a jet.
2: Manish you just mentioned how they're gonna have problems at receiver, and I think you can make the case that even if these guys come back, you'd have to be worried because they were a thin group to begin with. Guys coming off of injuries, even if they're given a clean bill of health, you're gonna have to be nervous about them going down again. There's been a lot of talk about the Jets trying to bring in another wide receiver. You hearing any specific names?
3: Well, they brought in Kevin White, who signed recently with the Niners, so he's off the table. Dante Moncrief and DeAndre Tompkins were the two guys who came in about a week or so ago. Uh, I just don't think, Scott, and with all due respect to, to Moncrief and Tompkins, I don't think anybody you're going to bring in at this point is going to be any kind of you know, difference maker or make any kind of tangible contribution. Now, they brought in Kevin Hogan, and Hogan is, you know, impressed Gase uh, with how he has looked to this point. But Kevin Hogan's a 33-year-old journeyman guy uh, who can you know, maybe help out a little bit. But th- th- these aren't move-the-needle type of players. And, and the Jets are in a precarious position because you're not going to find move-the-needle type of players at this stage. You, you need to find those guys uh, in free agency. You, know, you, you need to maybe retain one of those guys like Robbie Anderson in free agency uh, or bring in guys in the draft who might take some time to develop, but ultimately can be a part of your future. Now, right now, you're just trying to plug holes for the now. Because if Kevin Hogan catches a few passes here and there, uh, he's obviously not part of the future. But I don't think he's going to be any kind of real difference maker for this offense. I think he can help a little bit. uh, And if they bring in another guy, whether it's Moncrief, Tompkins, or another veteran, uh, how much of a difference is that guy going to make? We're talking about two weeks before week one of the regular season. I just don't think it's realistic to expect miracles at that position. And, uh, you know, look, the, the Jets decided to take this path in the offseason. They could have brought in other receivers. You and I have talked about that, whether it was re-signing Robbie Anderson, drafting other wide receivers. Uh, and, again, if you draft another wide receiver, he's probably not going to be a star right out of the shoot. but at least you can – you know hang your hat on the guy being a part of the future. Right now the Jets are in a very difficult spot at the wide receiver position because the only player that has a future, uh, you know beyond even one season is Denzel Mims. He's got a four-year rookie contract. Jameson Crowder is on a three-year deal, the second of a three-year deal. So he is under contract under 2021, but you need more at that spot. You need more to help out your young quarterback in Darnold. You know, they they took some steps to rework the offensive line to help out the young quarterback but it has to be more than that you know you need more pillars you need cornerstones uh, along the offensive line you need cornerstones at the wide receiver position you need more pieces to help Sam Darnold and I know you can't do that all in one season so it's not fair to expect miracles from Joe Douglas in one season but I do think that uh, more could have been done to help out the young quarterback in the offseason.
2: Manish, I think you've got Stanford on your brain because you said Kevin Hogan multiple times instead of Chris Hogan. Kevin oh, Hogan, Kevin of course, Hogan. I fell into
3: man, that trap, didn't
2: I? Yes, Kevin Hogan, <laughs> of course, the former Stanford quarterback who played a little bit for the Cleveland Browns. And the reason I didn't correct you while you were saying it is because I was too busy laughing to myself thinking about Kevin Hogan <laughs> running routes. So, yes, it was Chris Hogan that Manish was talking about, but either way, the point still stands. The Jets are going to have some trouble at wide receiver. But this is all part of a long-term plan, Manish. Not just with the receiving core, but with the offensive line and with several other units. We know that Joe Douglas is going to do this over the long haul. He's going to try and reshape this roster. And you talked about this in a recent mailbag. The offensive line especially, very much a work in progress, but you could certainly say that about the wide receiving core as well 2021 is where i think we're going to get a much clearer picture of what this team is going to look like going forward
3: yeah i i think that when you look at the line it's new and there's always excitement in the new in anything offensive line in life uh people like the new right because it's mm-hmm. it, it's uh, there, the new is full of promise it's, it's full of potential uh, but I think if you're looking at this realistically, I know that Joe Douglas is looking at this realistically. You know, He signed a lot of these guys to one-year contracts or de facto one-year contracts. They're essentially one-year auditions for George Fan at right tackle, for Greg Van Roten at right guard. Uh, even though Alex Lewis was on the team last year, he's essentially on a one-year deal at left guard. Uh, the only guys who are going to be here for sure in 2021 along that offensive line, are Connor McGovern, who's essentially been given a two-year contract, and then obviously Mekhi Bacton, who the Jets believe uh, will be hopefully uh, a part of this team for the next decade. So he's the long-term piece to the puzzle along the offensive line. So you could realistically look at two or perhaps even three new starters along the offensive line next year. Now look, Joe Douglas, Adam Gase, everybody in that building hopes that Uh, Greg Van Roten, George Fant, Alex Lewis, all of these guys, you know, exceed expectations and are so good that the Jets bring them back in 2021. That's That's the hope. But I think realistically speaking, these players were given these contracts. They were structured in the way that they were structured to give the team a relatively easy escape hatch because there is an unknown with those players. I mean, sure, you're optimistic that George Fant has the athleticism to be a starting tackle, you know, day in and day out. Uh, Sure, you hope that Greg Van Roten can get a second lease on his career, and you hope that Alex Lewis can stay healthy. I mean, that's what you want if you're Joe Douglas and Adam Gase. That's what you hope for, but you're also not turning a blind eye to what these players have been to this point and what they in all likelihood will be in 2020. And if they do underperform, if they don't play to the level that is satisfactory, uh, the Jets will move on. They will move on in free agency. Joe Douglas will move on and draft offensive linemen in the premium rounds in twenty twenty one. And uh, one year after getting four new offensive line starters, it's not inconceivable that the Jets could have three new offensive line starters next year. So it is a work in progress. I don't think that they've solved uh, you know the offensive line issue. I think they've you know they've taken a different path because they feel like the path they took last year didn't work, and the numbers will bear that out. So uh, I don't think this offensive line uh, issue is going to be solved until 2021 uh, at the earliest in all likelihood, to be honest with you, I think it's not going to be solved until 2022 where you feel really confident that you've got a, a group of five guys that you can roll out there to help your quarterback, to help your running back, much like what the Indianapolis Colts have. I mean, they've got a rock solid unit. Uh, I, I don't think the Jets are going to be uh, feeling like the Colts do uh, until 2022, frankly, at the earliest. And, And just as an offshoot uh, to that, uh, I think the running backs are going to need as much time as they can behind this offensive line. Uh, I know that you and I are going to talk about Le'Veon Bell and Adam Gase in a minute, but uh, everything really hinges on how good this offensive line is and how this offensive line can work with the guys in the backfield.
2: No question, this is a marathon, not a sprint. I think we all knew it. We all get impatient at points because it's been a long time since the Jets have been in the playoff hunt 2015 the last time they were even really in the discussion And they haven't been to the playoffs in just about 10 years So we get a little antsy But we all knew that the long-term plan for Joe Douglas was to sort of slowly tear this down and rebuild it in his image We're going to find out if it works, fingers crossed But I do like a lot of the moves that he's made early on So hopefully... He can continue to build this roster up in his image. As I've said before, the most important thing to me in the 2020 season is to see guys like Makai Becton, and Williams, Sam Darnold, and Denzel Mims, guys who I think have a chance to be cornerstones going forward, take that leap forward. And for Becton, that just means having a solid rookie season. For Quinnen Williams, that means... Becoming the player that we thought that he would be and for Darnold it obviously means becoming a top 10 ish quarterback the way that we all expected when he was picked number three so if those things happen I will feel a lot better about the Jets future and I won't mind as much if the Jets are 6 and 10 if they're 6 and 10 and those things don't happen then that's a different story and we should all be concerned. But let's keep our fingers crossed that that's not how this goes down. Manish Mehta covering the Jets for the New York Daily News. Thanks so much for coming on, as always. Really appreciate it. I can't believe that as we speak, we are this close to the regular season. Incredible.
3: Yeah, um, I'm curious to see what kind of football we're going to actually see in a couple weeks. The quality might be not what we're used to early in the season. And typically, the quality early in the season isn't even that great. So... I think it's going to be a little uneven for a few weeks for most teams. And then, you know, the better teams will adjust and develop a rapport quickly. And those are the teams that are ultimately going to be playing in January.
2: It's definitely going to be a weird season. No preseason, only a couple of weeks of training camp. Is bound to be some sloppy football early on, but I think we're all glad to have it back regardless. Go ahead and follow Manish on Twitter and read his work in the Daily News. If you haven't had a chance to give us a five-star review on iTunes yet, if you could go ahead and do that for us, really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we would be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. That's Turn on the Jets Digital and Turn on the Jets dot com.